internet! Welcome to episode 15 of Wanderwear Lost. I'm your host, Allie, and I've got Imani with me today. Hello! Some of you guys may remember her from, I believe, episode 7. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Wow, like seven episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, but Amani came on to talk about volunteering while traveling. And she is back to give us a little bit of an update on how her most recent Guatemala trip went. Yes. And yeah, it sounds like it was pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And also to update us on her birthday trip. Now, some of you guys may remember that she was going to go to Thailand. Mm -hmm. We have updates on that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, some drama, but it all worked out. It was, I think of it as a blessing in disguise. That's for sure. I think it's going to end up being a really good thing. Mm -hmm. But let's go ahead and loop everyone in. So let's talk about that first. Perfect. So basically with Thailand and Cambodia, um, I did get an email from um, the company We Are Bamboo, which is who the trip was through. And they had sent me a very detailed email about how, um, you know, due to the recent panic with the coronavirus, a lot of people were pulling out of the trip just because there are confirmed cases in both countries that we would be attending to, as well as traveling through, uh, most of us would be traveling through Shanghai in order to get to each destination and coming back home um, just due to the coronavirus, which makes sense because the... um, the quarantine process with me going through three countries with confirmed cases um, would have definitely done a severe impact on, you know, work and just being like, hey, because a lot of people, you know, were stuck in quarantine for about a week Mm -hmm. if they were going through multiple countries that had that. And it's just for safety precaution, just to try to prevent that spread as possible, which I totally get, but it was a huge bummer and um, caused quite a lot of panic for me just because it's like, already bought my plane ticket was you know really upset because I was like you know this year for my birthday I really wanted to give back and that's totally what I had my heart set on but luckily um we are bamboo has amazing customer service and I reached out to them because I did my own research and I was like hey you know because their next available tour for the Thailand Cambodia volunteer project was going to be next July of 2021. <laughs> and I was like, that's no. super not ideal. You know, I was Way like... Way past your birthday. Yeah, and I was like... And I explained to them, I was like, you know, that's really not ideal. And, you know, I haven't talked to the travel agency yet about my plane ticket. I was like, I really need to know if, you know, I can change it to, like, a different trip or, you know, if I can get my money back so I can compensate for losing my, my plane ticket but it's non-refundable. Um, so I worked with them for about a couple days and they let me know that um because I asked them that because they have another trip going through Costa Rica and a sea turtle conservation project I was like it's the same price it's roughly around the same days and it's not you know in Asia I was like is there any way that I can transfer my funds and what I've been paying for over to there and then I can try to work with the travel agency to at least get the plane ticket switched and they said, absolutely. Like, there's no issues. There's no upcharge since it's the same price as the other trip. So um, once you get, like, your flight information taken care of and, like, the um, the rep that I was talking to even went above and beyond. It was like, hey, if the travel agency isn't going to work for you, like, here is, you know, a way that you can talk directly to the airlines because you have your flight information so you can 
kind of bypass the travel agency and even go through that route so you can directly speak with them and work with them. So the fact that she even, um, her name is Alyssa, the fact that she even did that really meant a lot because they, because it wasn't just like I was another, just another client or, you know, and right. I wasn't another number to them. They were like, no, like we're totally down to make this happen. And they were like, you know, thank you for your kindness and your understanding on the situation. And I was like, you know, that that's not your fault. You, that's a you know, that's out of your control. I just appreciate you guys telling me, you know, five months before instead of like a month before. Right. And I'm trying to scramble and that's really, you know, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, exactly. And I I think that with with the coronavirus too, I mean, there's definitely precautions to take. Mm -hmm. Like it it affects more people than it does the flu. You're more likely to contract it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's a contact sort of, Mm -hmm. sort of situation. So whereas it's not necessarily airborne, which is great. Yeah. But if you touch something that someone infected has touched and then you touch your mouth, oh, you're done for. Especially on an airplane mm-hmm. where you're in tight quarters for people for hours at a time. Because, like, the flight from LAX to Shanghai is almost 13 hours. Yeah. So that's potentially 13 hours of being in a contaminated space. So, um... And you could even, you, you know, you go the extra mile, you wipe down your tray table, you wipe down your seat, you wipe down everything mm-hmm. you could possibly touch mm-hmm. you know with a Clorox wipe lice all that sort of thing but at the end of the day you're gonna go get up and go to the bathroom you're probably gonna touch the back of a seat on accident and you don't know if someone yeah. infect- infected is sitting in that seat exactly and I think you know it's I don't know it's not I I've heard this from the CDC and totally believe it it's not really a matter of like if it's gonna become like a United States problem as well, just more a matter of when. Yeah. Um, there was a lady infected in Sacramento, which is only like two hours away from us. Yeah. You know, and it's it's one of those things that we all have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that it's one of those things where it's like we all have to fear it. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of, and unfortunately the media kind of brews that panic, but I right. think that's what it's ultimately going to come down to is to not panic and just be like, okay, you know, take the precautions to, you know, build up your immune system. I, I don't know if other people, I, what I like to do is like elderberry and like zinc and vitamin C mm-hmm. just to build up my immune system. Not necessarily to be like, no, this is all going to cure everything. Like I'm never going to get it. It's like, no, I just want to be proactive, not only for my own health, but just to, if I do get it to help my body fight it off a little bit more successfully right and I think it does come down to just like preparing for trips too Mm -hmm. in general and I mean this isn't just a coronavirus thing this is like an all-the-time thing if you're gonna take a trip make sure you've been working out you know like working out improves your immune system Mm -hmm. and creates more antibodies and stuff like that so be working out for at least a couple months before you go and then start taking that emergency at least a week before you go. Take it daily. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Um, check with your doctor maybe first mm-hmm. if you're, you know, have yep. any sort of concerns. But we take it daily. Yeah. Even right now. Um, and then get the Lysol wipes. Wipe down the seats. Wipe wipe down the, the mm-hmm. chair, you know. Like, yeah, the people behind you are going to be like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. But no, take the time. Wipe it down. It's your health. It's your safety. Yeah. And those people behind you can fuck off. Exactly. It's not about... Th- you kind of have to throw out the the social anxiety with mm-hmm. that. It's like, at the end of the day, you will never see that person again. It, it Statistically, you will not. Like, that's just kind right. of what it comes down to. And, like, I always try to stay up to date on my vaccines every time um, 
like I travel just to be sure like my, like my TV shot I always get that you know when I go to well not always get it when I go to Guatemala like I'm due for another like update right just so then that way you know if something were to ever happen I'm like great you know I'm covered not too worried about it because I you know in the volunteer trips that I do go around I am around a lot of like sharps objects like needles yeah. and you know like blood just because sometimes we're doing injections on you know one of the patients or we're you know checking their glucose levels and we're doing urine dialysis so it's just about I at the end of the day I'm more worried about protecting myself and making sure that I'm being the safest possible because if I'm not protecting myself, then that means I'm also putting other people in danger because I'm not exactly. focusing and paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're working with sick people, get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. You know, you it, it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm not getting the flu shot because I don't work with sick people and I'm not around elderly people mm-hmm. either. You know, that's fine. I, I kind of say to each their own. I used to work in a hospital, so I got yeah. the flu shot every year, mm-hmm. no matter what I had to. Yeah. Or I had to wear a mask. That was the trade-off. So... I always got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, and this is just, I think it just depends on your own, your body, but I will say most of the time I got sick with the flu Yeah. when I got a flu shot. Mm-hmm. And they say like, okay, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't get sick with the flu, but it was some sort of, some sort of flu-like thing at least. Yeah. So I, I do say like to each their own on like flu shot and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, but definitely check like the vaccines and, yeah. you know, CDC has a great list of things that you should be looking out for and should be watching if you're going to be traveling exactly. to different countries. I know. And that's, and I know like, you know, pro or anti-vaccine is always a huge like sore subject in society, but it's like, I definitely understand. Like I have a younger cousin who, um, you know, ended up getting vaccines, but had a very severe allergic reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas my uncle was, I can't remember exactly what he was allergic to, but my cousin's daughter ended up having that same reaction to whatever vaccine they gave her. She ended up going through a huge immune system shutdown. Oh, God. And so it's just kind of one of the things where, like, in that case, I absolutely understand why, you know, she can't get vaccinated. Anymore. Yeah, definitely. For and it's sure. like, you know, there is definitely always an exception to the rule. But if, you know, you know you have no severe allergic reaction, like you haven't been tested for it, anything like that, at least talk to your doc- doctor and have that discussion being like, hey, you know, I just want to be proactive and make sure I know exactly what's being put into my body. Mm-hmm. I think that's just what it comes down to is yeah. educating yourself because – no education on it builds that fear mm-hmm. of something possibly happening. But it's like, you don't know unless you do your research. On right. That. When I was working at the hospital, we also had to routinely get checked for TB. Mm-hmm. Um, so tuberculosis. And I was actually allergic to the test that they would do. Yeah. Um, so instead of sitting and getting tested and just having a little, uh, mm-hmm. little shot there, um, I had to get chest x-rays every year just yeah. to make sure I didn't have it. But right. I mean, it. But at least you you knew that you were allergic to it, rather than being like, no, I don't want mm-hmm. that, you know. But and at least then that way there was at least an alternative. Yeah, exactly. To checking and being like, okay, we're gonna be proactive about this and make sure that you are safe because that's really all that it comes down to. Yeah. Know, is that you know? Yes, there are some bad doctors. There are some bad nurse practitioners. But ultimately, 
they all go into that profession with one thing in mind and is to help people. Right. And, you know, to make people feel better. Like, unfortunately, sickness and illnesses, you know, death, anything like that is never going to go away. So, yes, they're always going to have that job, but... Yeah. It's still better to save more lives than take away. Exactly. So back to the coronavirus thing here. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the trip coming up to London and Italy um, next. Well, actually, technically, it's the first of March. So this month. (sighs) With that said, uh, Italy is on a watch level three now with coronavirus. So that basically means no non-essential travel. So we're kind of keeping our fingers crossed. We're going to watch it for the next two weeks. And then if it that just doesn't change, we're going to have to redirect our, our plans and flights and Airbnbs and all of that. Do you have a plan B in mind? Have you guys started kind of planning that out just to be on the safe side? Um, we have talked about going to Scotland. Oh, cool. Yeah. So th- that's not too bad. So mm-hmm. at least that way you're like, okay, well, worst case scenario but, I mean, that is really sad, though. It does suck. Like... Yeah, because I was really excited to go to Italy. It would have been the first time. And, I mean, I'm sure there will be a time when we can go back. But mm-hmm. it is hard to save for these over overseas trips, especially when you're trying to pay off debt. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a mortgage and all that kind of stuff. So, it's it's sad. I'm definitely upset about it. Um, think... I'm holding out a little bit of hope. Yeah. But I kind of doubt yep. that it's going to be a thing. <laughs> it's okay. That's how I felt about Thailand, too. Exactly. I was, like, I was just kind of waiting. I'm like, well, maybe. The, yeah. I was like, the company hasn't said anything yet. And when they did, I was just a wreck. Because it's like, you had your heart set on that. You already planned it. You knew everything that you wanted to do. You had it in mind. And mm-hmm. then they're like, <laughs> just kidding. No. I am really happy that I did not book any activities in Italy. Yeah. We only booked the Airbnbs, and we were going to kind of play the activities by ear. That's And good. book them when we were closer. We had some things that we wanted to do in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were just going to book it when we got a little bit closer to the dates. Yeah. So at least we haven't shelled out that money. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about, like, refunds for everything. But our Airbnbs we can get a refund for. Yeah, which is nice. So we at least have that. But... To change topics a little bit and get a little happier, <laughs> um, we did not do our Wandering Sips segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Wandering Sips. It's the Sips. Wandering Sips the top. Wandering. Sipping while you're wandering. Wandering Sips. Clink. So today is really snowy. And since we kind of don't have necessarily a specific country, although I guess we could have done Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, I could make you could make you a mean guado sour. I will one day because they're delicious and you should have one when you're there. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I will definitely be partaking in that. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um, we made hot chocolate with Irish Baileys, Irish cream instead. It's real good. It's, it's tasty. Perfect because it's still snowing. Hit in the spot. It's still snowing. Hit in the spot. Yeah. Um, so Costa Rica, though, I am so pumped for you. I think you're going to love it. I know. I'm so excited. So much. And you've been to Guatemala, so you are familiar with, like, the language mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, Costa Rica is just it's just so cool. Like, as you know, we went there for our honeymoon. Yeah. Um, I know it was, like, episode three. We talked specifically about Costa Rica, but... The food is just delicious. The locals are so nice. Yeah. So welcoming. Um, and the drinks are pretty good, too. I'm so excited. Because, like, and that was the thing that my mom brought up. She's like, I actually, 
and she because she was definitely trying to make me feel better like I'm not disappointed that I'm going to Costa Rica but it was kind of one of those things again where it's like I had my heart and mind already yeah. set on something but um she was like well and because this is going to be my first traveling trip like going by myself it's your solo trip yeah it's I my can't solo trip. wait to talk about it when you get back it, it's yeah, I know, oof, so excited um but she was like you know I'm honestly kind I, I feel better that you're going to Costa Rica instead of Thailand. Because she's like, ultimately, if something were to ever happen, like, your father and I could be down there in, like, you know, a couple hours in a day. Whereas, you know, if I was stuck in China for a week with, you know, with no visa because of the quarantine, they can't get to me Mm -hmm. until another two days later. And then we're all stuck, and then that doesn't help, you know. And she's like, and you're not familiar with that culture or that language. She's like, but at least with Costa Rica, if you were to get lost, I like, I speak enough Spanish to be able to get to where I need to go and to get help. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you could easily, you know, call for a cab if you need to like get to the airport and, you know, you can, you can speak the language, you know, the cultural norms because you've gone to Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the nurse practitioners that she, that she works for, he lived in Costa Rica, I think for a year or Mm -hmm. two. And he's like, no, he's like, you'll be totally fine. He's like, you already know how to bargain. You already know, you know, the the customs and it's very similar. Yeah. And he's like, I just feel like, you know, in some parts they do speak a little bit more English. Yeah. We didn't have a problem with people speaking English in Costa Rica. I felt like yeah, the majority of the time they spoke enough, but Kyle also speaks decent mm-hmm. Spanish. He's like, no, I don't speak good Spanish. It's horrible. But <laughs> I would say that he probably is like a child level speaker. Yeah. Um, which is enough to be like, to ask questions and then be able to like know what they're saying, which is yeah. kind of what I have to. And I've been using Duolingo because I was like, okay, I'm going to two countries in one year that speak Spanish. I really need to hone that in. Like I've gone to Guatemala four times now. Mm-hmm. There's really no reason why I should not be able to speak more Spanish. You just need to come over and practice with Kyle. Probably going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we didn't have a problem. Most of the people that we ran into spoke uh, some some mm-hmm. sort of English. There was a couple people, mainly in the Monteverde area, mm-hmm. um, so the Cloud Forest area, that didn't speak English as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with Kyle, it wasn't a problem. Yeah. So I doubt you'll have any problem there at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the with We Are Bamboo, the, like the group that we're going through, we do have our tour, gui- tour guides and... Um, some of the sea, cause we're going to an animal rescue center and a sea turtle conservation area. I love it. Um, one in San Jose, the other is in, um, La Fortuna. And then we are going to, um, where was the other place that we were going to? Monteverde. Yeah, Monteverde. And so, um, I know they'll speak English, but for me, I really like to go into the country trying to speak their language. Absolutely. Because I am a guest in that country. I was like, there is absolutely no reason why they should be obligated to speak English. I yeah. was like, I am in their home. They're exactly. not in mine. You know, that kind of philosophy. So we have the same mentality when we try to travel anywhere, which mm-hmm. is why I was trying so hard to learn Italian. Yeah. Joke's on me. I know. <laughs> um, but we always try to do that too. Like we we try really hard to at least be able to say, Hey, I don't speak your language. I'm so sorry. Do you speak mine? Yeah. You know, and if if they don't, then we try to at least know enough to be able to say certain things mm-hmm. that would would be able for them to like click and go, Oh, yeah. they want to know where the bathroom is, or yeah. oh, they want this croissant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
<sighs> I think it just changes the dynamic of when you're there, too. Because then yeah. people don't look at you like, oh, you're, like, a typical American Ugh, tourist. Freaking foreigner. Cause, yeah, because that's my biggest, like, thing that's self that makes me self-conscious is that, well, one, I try not to dress too much like a tourist just because I am a female traveler as well as, like, I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. Like, granted, I will stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> no matter where I go. <laughs> Just because, like, I am a mixed ethnicity, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, like, I don't really like to wear clothing with text on it anyway. So I'm like, right. okay, plain clothing, you know, I'm going to try to speak the language, go from there. And um, and what I've noticed in Guatemala is that people are genuinely happy to help you and try to figure out what you're saying. Like, they don't, like... Yes, I have had the occasional older ladies, like, giggle at me because probably <laughs> what I said did not come out the way that it was supposed to, but it's never, like, a like a malicious, like, oh, this, this stupid American, she doesn't know what she's saying. But it's, yeah. like, they see that I'm making the effort and I'm trying to practice, and then they're like, okay, and they'll, like, point to things, and then they'll tell me, like, what that is, or, like I say, como se dice, and then I point at something, and then they'll tell me, like, uh... I, <laughs> one of them was baseball cap <laughs> because all of us like wore them and, but there's different ways to say baseball cap depending on which like country or region that you're in. Mm-hmm. Still can't tell you what the Guatemalan version is because it's just, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I can't. <laughs> but it's like just little things like that where like, and especially the Spanish that I've learned is very formal, which mm-hmm. is appropriate when you're talking to strangers, but Little kids definitely giggle at you and they're like, why are you talking to me that way? <laughs> yeah. Well, and also just the it's it's great to learn the formal mm-hmm. way of how to like say things and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But in reality, everyone really kind of more speaks like the slang and the yeah. informal and that sort of thing. So um, I'm really pumped for you to go to Monteverde. I'm really excited. I've There are no <sighs> mosquitoes. Which I'm really But there really are other about. big bugs. That doesn't make me feel better. You made me happy, and then you really just <laughs> brought me down. Um, they they aren't bad. Mainly, it's like moths and stuff like that. Okay. Which yeah, which are which are fine. Um, it's really pretty though. I mean, it's called the cloud forest for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you're basically up in the clouds. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Like when it's raining, and it's so jungly, and like yeah. Birds are singing, and it's just amazing. I freaking love Monteverde so much. I'm super excited. And that's mainly where we're going to be mostly staying. It's going to be, like, either a couple hours away from conservation sites or relatively close. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be, like, in jungle areas. And there's even, like, we're not going to do, like, the Guatemala hike, like, up the volcano where we're actually climbing it up. But there is a volcano that will be, like, kind of hiking up and around. Yeah. Which will be really cool. So it's, like... I'm really glad because I was going to say, if I have to do another <laughs> hike up a volcano, I'm going to be so <laughs> sad because the one in Guatemala, the um, the volcano Pacaya, it's almost seven miles at an extreme steep incline. Mm-hmm. Definitely not really beginner friendly. And then seven miles back down. So that's like, how long did it take us? So it's like three hours up and three hours down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I hate myself for doing this twice now, but I have <laughs> taken the horse. But um, from but like our tour guide, my tour guide this year was his name was Carlos, and he was extremely kind. He spoke a little bit enough English to be like my my private tour guide. I was I was taking marshmallow up this volcano. Oh, marshmallow! And they, yeah, and they don't take us the full seven miles. It's about like three. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so basically he was telling me, because I was like, well, you know, and he's like, no, it's okay. A lot of like tourists feel bad for the horses. He's like, but these horses only do this hike maybe two or three times. Oh, okay. If that. Because he's like, we know it doesn't make sense, you know, to work these horses like this. And a lot of the times they don't have the resources to continuously feed them because they're like, you know, consistently with how many calories they're burning. Yeah. So he's like, no, he's like, Marshmallow. And Marshmallow was actually one of the more healthier looking horses too, which was really nice. And it was the first time that I, because I always noticed this, is that these, these horses this time didn't have fleas. So I think they're starting to try to take way more into account that, you know, part part of the the taxi service, quote unquote, that's what they call them. They always say, you need a taxi? You want a taxi? (laughs) And, um, you know, they're, they're essential because there are some people who cannot do that hike. I am definitely one of them. Even this year, I was consistently working off for three months trying to, you know, get ready for this hike within like the first hour I had to get on one because it's already uh we're already at a higher elevation mm-hmm. on top of being at an even higher elevation because we're climbing up a volcano it was just too much yeah and even my mom this year who actively works out constantly yeah your mom's in great shape yeah she uh really struggled this year because she didn't run for like the last like the two months before and she she made it all the way up and all the way down but she's like I thought it was, she's afraid of horses. So she was like, <laughs> I am not getting on that thing. She didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, I was going to die or, or like people were just going to roll me back down, but <laughs> I'm not getting on that horse, which I'm kind of glad like, um, she didn't get on the horse. Cause there's definitely a lot of sick people this last, um, in our group, this last trip. So <sighs> my mom's kind of just a superhero. If we're going to be totally honest, <laughs> she just, she just jumps into action. It's like, for her, there is no, like, fight or flight. It's always fight. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't hesitate. She just, I think in a past life, all of her past lives, she was an ER nurse. <laughs> just because, like, she doesn't flinch. She doesn't hesitate. She just does what she needs to do to help anybody. Like, it doesn't matter if she doesn't know you. Um, I think, like, what was it? Like, a year or two ago, she was driving home from work. And she saw somebody, like, laying on the floor, like, on the side of the road. And it happened to be some guy who was skateboarding, flew off, and basically cracked his head open. Oh, God. But she, like, immediately got out of the car. Another person, like, came up behind her, started calling 911. That woman was, like, hyperventilating, you know, freaking out just because there's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And my mom, like, in her scrub, she, like, takes off her jacket, like, makes sure she's you know, his head is compressed and he wasn't breathing. So she's like doing CPR on him until the ambulance can get there. Oh my God. But for her, she was just like, I I just wasn't thinking like, it was just, I knew what I needed to do. I have the training to do it. He needs me. Cause he, I think at the time he was closer to my middle sister's age. Mm-hmm. So she was about 17, 18. And so she was like, I kind of just thought about, like, he's just a kid. Like, I have to do everything that I can. Yeah. She did throw up later (laughs) just because, like, of all, like, the adrenaline. and Just being, like, covered in, in, like, blood and stuff. And they definitely checked her to make sure everything was okay. But um, I think just my mom is just an incredible person. And the fact that I get to share, like, Guatemala with her and to see her in action helping other people as well. Like, I totally try to follow, like, her example 
because like this year I was like the most comfortable because normally I do the like the donation part of it so handing out like the essential toiletries and clothing eyeglasses things like that but this year I was like mom I really want to do like the urine dialysis and like the glucose readings with you and she's like okay like yeah that's totally fine so like she caught me up to speed on how to do that it was awesome we were a really great team and then um the doctor that she works for her, him and the nurse practitioner, they both do, um, pain, pain medicine. So Mm -hmm. they were doing, um, like knee, shoulder, elbow, like injections for severe chronic pain. Yeah. For some of the, um, village residents that we were at. And we had two of the medical, their like actual medical assistants who like assist them in procedures here in the States. And I asked, I was like, Hey, like, can I help like with, a procedure like basically do what like you guys are doing I was so sweaty <laughs> just because like I didn't do the doctor because he's very particular but I did the nurse practitioner since he more he's more relaxed but they both showed me like exactly what I needed to do how to set up how to set up the sterile field because that's the most important thing absolutely like, we're in a very rural rural area if these get infected these people cannot afford to go to the hospital. So there is a high chance that people could die. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they really stress to the med students. Like, you have to keep things sterile. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, the top of my glove accidentally touched, you know, the vial. It's fine. It's really not. Nope. Like, you need to throw it away and you need to start over. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's frustrating when you have to start over and you feel like you're wasting supplies. But at the end of the day... These are still people, like, I know there's definitely a disconnect because there's that very large language barrier, and the language barrier is was even bigger because the more remote these villages were, the less likely they spoke Spanish. They would speak more of the Mayan dialects, and there's over, I think, like, 35 Mayan dialects. Yeah. So, geez. like, um, one of them that's the most common that we came across was Cachiquel which is a really beautiful language hearing. I just love hearing like the women speak it because it's just so like, it sounds so ancient and like elegant. Like you can't help but just be memorized. You're like, I have no idea what you're saying, but I could listen to you talk for hours. But it's like kind of coming back to that language barrier. It's like, yes, it's easy to disconnect from people. But when, you know, you realize that these are still lives and they still have to work you know, really hard labor intensive jobs or, you know, their, the, like the women's livelihood is, you know, to like weave and to loom and like to create, um, like different fabric items because those fabric, it's no joke. Like literally picking the cotton, you know, treating it, spinning it, dyeing it, like all of that. It, it's like, it takes a long time. Well, and I think that, you know, like, the biggest kind of call-out is just that they they have the same sort of feelings as we do. Mm -hmm. You know, just because there's a language barrier, just because they look different, just because, Mm -hmm. you know, they are in more poverty than what we experience here in the States. You know, they still have the same feelings. They still work their Mm -hmm. asses off. They still, you know, hurt. They still cry. Like, all these same things that we do. Mm -hmm. And I think for some people, there's such a huge disconnect and it's just, oh, I'm going to go on my trip and it's going to be so fun. I'm going to, you know, like go to all these different countries and just, you know, and it's like you don't really know unless you have volunteered or unless you go out of your way to go to a remote village or Mm -hmm. to like go and and try to 
you know, do yeah. something to help. And a really good example of, um, and part of it was that I've, I was pretty ashamed at the fact that I don't speak more Spanish is that one of the, um, one of the newer doctors that came with us on this trip, he's a psychologist and, um, there was a, a woman there with her son. He was about like five. Mm-hmm. And we have one of our other volunteers who was with us in our group. Um, he speaks fluent Spanish, so he was translating. And she, her husband had just died. Mm. And she was so paranoid about the cough that her son had. She had taken him to the ER like 12 separate times has taken him to, like, every free clinic possible. You know, there's nothing really wrong with him. He just, it, you know, he's a little kid, so he's probably just sick. And it really just came down to the amount of panic that she felt because all of their clothes were donated, all of their food was donated. Like, her husband was the sole, like, breadwinner. And since he just passed away from a work accident, she's the only one who can provide and... um it's really hard to make a living off of, you know, weaving like scarves and, you know, selling those items because mm-hmm. there's already really heavy tourist areas where there's already people selling those things. So right. it's like saturated market. Yeah. So if it's like if you're really not creating something unique, it's really hard to get people to buy it. And so um, it was just kind of one of those things that really put into perspective. I was like, that is out of the four. This, this is our fourth time. Away, so like out of all these years. That is the first time I've ever heard a story like that. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that was a moment where I kind of, like, at the end of the day, that was the first time where I was really upset with myself because it was like, I could be having those conversations with people because there's a lot of, like, especially with urine dialysis, like, we're doing a lot of pregnancy tests and, um, like, I had to figure out how to tell people, like, yes, you're pregnant or no, you're pregnant and kind of seeing that devastation when I do give them a positive. Because, like, one lady was, like, she was, she was my age. She's, like, I already have four kids. Ugh. And she just started crying. And I couldn't give her, like, what I would be able to give you. Which is, like, you know, everything's going to be okay. You know, you're, you're going to be able to work through this. Like, I couldn't do that. All I could say is, like, like I'm so sorry. And that was it. Like, how how disconnected is that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that. that's what really drove me to be like, I really need to learn how to speak fluent Spanish. Like, I get it. I'm not in an area where, like, I can utilize it all the time. But whatever. At this point, there I have no excuse. Like, I need to be able to connect with people if I want to continue volunteering. I think that's something that doesn't get highlighted enough. It's like if you're going to go to somebody else's country and volunteer mm-hmm. and give your time to provide them a service, you need to give them the best quality service and that's being able to connect with them on a very human level and not just a superficial level so you can post about it on Facebook later. Yes, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And that's not to say that like you shouldn't volunteer if you don't know yeah. the language. Exactly. But just trying to do the best that you can mm-hmm. to, you know, like you said, you've been four times now mm-hmm. and you know it's something that you really love to do. Obviously, you're making a birthday trip surrounded mm-hmm. by volunteering. So with that being the case, absolutely learn the language, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, just try. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Don't. And that's something that I, that I did notice is that some people don't even try. 
they will just immediately start speaking English. And then when somebody's like, I don't like, and then that person gets frustrated because, you know, they don't know how to speak English. It's like, no, like if you try, that means more than anything. Exactly. But if you don't try, that's when you start to become, you know, the target of the quote unquote stereotypical, you know, foreign tourist. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited that you get to volunteer and you did get to change the trip to Costa Rica. Me too. I think that's going to be amazing for you. And it's going to be different since it's around surrounding more like animal conservation. Yeah. And not, you know, necessarily surrounding like the medical side and like people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I think you're still going to have an amazing time. I'm really excited. And with the sea turtles nesting season for them. So this is when they like when the moms lay their eggs like on the beach and then kind of their their hatching period Mm -hmm. is between July and December. So fingers crossed. I could just see some baby sea turtles trying to make their way to the ocean. I will probably ugly cry. (laughs) Not going to lie. But I'm so excited to be able to do something different. And because, like, I love animals. And I was like, that's definitely a bucket list item of mine is to volunteer at an animal conservation. So even though, like, Thailand and Cambodia was, like, elephant conservation and then some humanitarian work. I'm really excited to be able to just kind of focus in on the animal part of it just so I can see, like, you know, if it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life because any kind of volunteer work is definitely what I want to do for the rest of my life. But seeing, like, you know, different branches of that definitely definitely be super interesting. So Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for you. And, guys, I hope that you are inspired to get out and volunteer, even if it's in your own city. Um, you know, not, you don't have to necessarily plan a trip around it. Yeah. If you can't afford it or that sort Mm -hmm. of thing, there's all sorts of ways to give back. Um, So you should definitely look into that and look into volunteering Mm -hmm. and getting out there. Yeah. And then um, I'll give Allie the link to uh, We Are Bamboo. Um, They're definitely a reputable source. And um, if you would like to read through the FAQ, a lot of first time solo travelers go through them. So luckily, I won't be the only one who's just like, here I am by myself. Like they're very, (laughs) seriously. Yeah. So they're very like, Hey, no, like we're going to set up like a Facebook group, like a month before you go on your trip. So then you know exactly who's going. And then, you know, if you guys end up being in the same airport, you guys can like sit and fly together if you want to. So it's not nerve wracking. And so, yeah, like they are like, and I just randomly found them on Facebook. Like I was just searching after my first Guatemala trip. I was like, I want to keep like doing this. I want to see what's out there and like find different organizations. And I found them in another organization called GVI, but we are at bamboo. Like they were definitely, um, for, for me, I really liked their um, payment plan. So you mm-hmm. can like I booked mine in July of last year going July of this year. So they gave me a full solid 12 months to do monthly payments. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, you know, and since I, there is a, like, a lot of students, youth, and teachers go through this travel agency called STA. Okay. Um, their customer service is absolutely wonderful. Um, Kelly was the rep that I had worked with to get my, like, plane ticket situation resolved. Mm-hmm. Dude, I didn't even have to pay extra to get my ticket switched to Costa Rica. That's She's awesome. like. She's like, no, don't even worry about it. She's like, I'm so glad. Because I have been working with her for over a year, trying to get everything finalized. And I was like, Kelly, I'm so sorry. Like, they just canceled it because of the coronavirus. She's like, don't even worry about it. Like, I can use the funds that you paid for for your original ticket to Costa Rica. She's like, but this is kind of like, you know, the only change just because of how the airlines work. Right. So she's like, I'm going to get everything set up. I'm going to email you the booking confirmation. So I had your flight info 
everything. And she was able to make it to where I can fly out of Reno to Costa Rica. That's instead beautiful. of me driving down to LA mm-hmm. and flying out through there. And um, I just couldn't believe how awesome they were. And, like, because I, I won them, they gave me, like, a um, – and you can buy this, too, whether you're a teacher or even just a youth traveling – um, it's like a like a youth card, and basically you get discounts on like places to stay and activities and everything like that. So um, if you basically just show them like your ID card, they should be able to like discount stuff. They even discount Apple stuff. So if like you're a student, you can utilize That's that. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, like I wouldn't have been able to get any of this done without both organizations being so awesome. And I think that definitely says a lot. Like, when your company has really good customer service, as we know since we work together, you know, it makes a huge difference in not only the conversation, but your experience. Like, I want to go back through that. Yeah, exactly. Just for that alone. And I haven't even left. Exactly. And it seems like from the what the research I've done with We Are Bamboo, like, their prices are really reasonable. Yeah. For what you get out of the trip mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. I think the main thing that I just worried about was the ticket. Because, you right. know, that can always fluctuate. Right. But, um, like... STA and Kelly she basically was like hey you know this is the pricing that I have right now she's like do you want to do this one or do you want to wait and she was and she was like I personally think you should wait because you know kind of is like the closer you get to it sometimes they do like discounts on the seats and stuff right. and that's exactly what we did because like Thailand was originally like 2500 mm-hmm. and that was ridiculous mm-hmm. and then when I booked it in January like January early February it was eleven hundred dollars nice like that was yeah, a there we huge go. difference and I was like cool I'll use my tax refund get that paid off and then we're done mm-hmm. and so it's like it just took so much stress off of my shoulders yeah because I know that's I awesome. was stressed out about trying to find plane tickets by myself because it's like okay it, just waiting it can, in. <laughs> yeah it can be hard it's it's hard to really like hone in on you know how to find good deals and where you can and what you can do and what you can't do and that sort of thing so definitely if you aren't comfortable tr- planning something but you don't want to do want to get out and volunteer it sounds like we are bamboo and sta is a great yeah. way to go i'll definitely give you the links perfect and you can give it to everybody because i oh, i was just so happy because especially going to like thailand mm-hmm. where i do not speak thai yeah i was so scared to book that ticket like just by myself yeah absolutely well and they're like no you get a free travel agent like they'll totally be able to do this for you i was like dope yep awesome there we go and done (laughs) yeah well thank you so much Imani for coming on chatting about how things got a little uh, messed up but ultimately worked out yes I'm glad you had me and I'm glad I could talk about it because it's definitely these are my passion projects so I'm always happy to share it well and it's so inspiring too like it makes me want to like change our entire trip and be like Let's do something else instead. <laughs> Maybe we'll see you in Costa Rica. I know. I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to sea turtles. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check it out, guys. Um, you know, if you have any questions, shoot them my way. Amani's more than happy to answer anything and everything. So definitely let us know in the comments. You can reach out to me by email. And of course, you can listen on wanderwearlost.com, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Did I say Spotify? Spotify. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's that's pretty much a wrap. Yay! Thanks, guys. Bye.